You're listening to the Panda Podcast. Oh fuck, I haven't had a leaving song in like a week. Jeez. Um Well yeah, I mean there's quite a few things to cover, I think. It's been quite an interesting interesting week. Very interesting week, yeah. Um I think lady say. I think first and foremost we can go with what broke last night, I guess. Um Dominic Cummings. Uh, one rule for the government, one rule for the establishment, another rule for the rest of us. Breaking lockdown to go and travel 200 miles away to his 70-year-old-plus parents with both him and his wife showing coronavirus symptoms to look after their their child, not toddler, as they keep saying. The kid's fucking four years old, for goodness sake. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, apparently now you've got the Attorney General, oh the Chancellor of the Exchequer, and the... Foreign Secretary and the Health Secretary all defending it, saying it's legal, even though it directly contradicts yeah. the government guidance, which they've been subtweeting all bloody day about do not leave your home if you're showing symptoms, even now. So you know, you know what I thought about when when they said toddler. You if you're not gonna get reference, but Aaron, you, you seen uh, in Game of Thrones that kid that was like twelve and still sucking on his mum's titties. I, I do get that. I've watched Game of Thrones. I know the reference. What's her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lysa. Lysa, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like when when they said toddler and he's like four years old, that, that's exactly what yeah. they pictured. <laughs> it's oh, becoming a running joke now. And it's, well, no, it's not a joke because it's showing that they generally do believe they're above the law. And I'm, we try not to, we, we, we tried recently to try and skirt around all the sort of negative press and that. But I think we have to address it now because. I don't know, but every time I see it, I get angry now. I get really angry, and it's. I'm so pissed, yeah. honestly. Like, I haven't seen I haven't seen my parents for well over two months now. Two and a half going on three months. I don't know if I'm going to spend my 25th birthday in in lockdown. I probably will. Um, so yeah, if you see me on a train to London, mind your business, innit? Sure. <laughs> but no, seriously, man, it is is an actual piss take, man. People about to like. They've missed their children um, being born. They've missed their parents dying. They haven't been able to initially turn up to funerals. And then my guy probably flouts it. He's flouted the law, right? And it's not even that he's flouted the law. They're trying to justify saying he drove straight there. You cannot drive 264 miles from London to Durham without stopping at a service station or some point. Well, just on that, I mean... Contact with people. Just, yeah, uh, Piers Morgan had a quite a good sort of summary of all of that. And he sort of somehow become from a phone hacking journalist to the voice of reason and all this. But, um, you know, some questions for journalists asked at the 4pm briefing, which which they won't, obviously. But did the Cummings family stop at a service station or any other place for food, drink or a loo break on their 250 mile, considering especially they have a small child with them? If so, where and where where and is there CCTV footage of showing how many possible pe- people they've possibly infected? Because they would have. Because we know at least the wife was definitely showing symptoms of it. And we know now that he had it. So they both had it. And the, it's been a grand cover-up because this has been going on since the first week of April. The Prime Minister would have known yeah, about this. April, it was before the, March. Well, it was like end of March, yeah. Yeah, and this has been going on 
for a while. It's a big cover-up on a national scale. You've got Prime Minister was aware of it. The whole cabinet was aware of it. A handful of journalists were aware of it. And what's really infuriated me is the way the BBC have acted uh, on this as well through their political editor, uh, almost acting uh, like a, a Tory spokesman. I advocate like people breaking the law, but you know, if you don't pay your TV licence, uh, I understand it. I mean, most people probably didn't win those students anyway. <laughs> No names, <laughs> I mean, I, I can either confirm or deny uh, that, yeah. Um, but it's... We, we are living close to a police state now in terms of the way the media's blacked out and the me- media's actually demonised when they do put questions. It's all right. There's an there's a accepted ignorance among the British public now where they'd rather hear lies and positive stories rather than hearing the cold hard truth of the facts of the matter are over 60,000 people have died from this. When there is a second wave, because of the way the government's dealt with this, I unfortunately think there's going to be a lot more people that die because they've lost control of the situation now. People are not now going to listen to what the government is saying when you're allowing your top advisor to get away with this, especially when you've demonised one of the scientists who have actually tried to put in measures for people's safety for doing what was a much lesser offence than what Dominic Cummings has done. Because... One, didn't have the symptoms at the time. Two, it was between a household that was at least within London and it was just one other person he was coming into contact with. And my guy just wanted to bust a nut. All I'm going to say is, I look at the wives of Michael Goh, the mistresses and wives of Boris Johnson, Matt Hancock, Dominic Cummings and all them. Just These right-wing women, hatred does really make you ugly. Because I look at all these left-wing socialists, communist women, and I'm not going to lie, they're pretty fit. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, Neil Ferguson, he ain't a looker, but fair play, fair play. You know, and that's what you get for being a Corbynite. So, you know, all, all I can, all I can say is, um, is that this, this guy, uh, he's just, he's off the rails. Like the guy is just this trailblazing bastard, and. The problem that I have with this country is that we're being Americanized. Yeah. Slightly. Like as well, much as I hate the BBC, if they privatize this shit, it's going to turn into Fox News or something. Nonsense. It's not even slightly anymore. It, it, is point, it is point blank now. And then there is a Tory broadcast channel now under taxpayers' money. And I think the reason they're talking about abolishing TV licenses is actually because they're thinking we need a Fox News in order to stay in power here because the public is now... The, the tide is turning because it's a shame it didn't happen six months ago is all I'm going to say because the tide is turning against them now all the opinion polls now are showing that there's a very anti-government feeling among the general population whether you're Brexit or not that, that Labour Conservative it's starting not to matter now a little bit because people are angry because people have not been able you've got people who have not been able to go to kids funerals because of this and then you've got this absolute despicable human being I'm trying not to swear here but there's you can imagine what I'm thinking he's a he's a he's a he thinks he I mean he's got he's got this um I mean we all know about his eugenics research in the paper that him and Michael Gove have written he generally he generally thinks that he's part of a master race I'm sorry, a master race does not look like you with a receding hairline, okay? He's a Dalek. He's literally a Dalek. You know, and his comments this morning were basically on the lines of, I don't care, I'll do what I please. 
when he was getting questioned on it, and he had the audacity to go to the press two meters back, social distancing. But now you got you got you've got people like the what infuriates me is you've got legal professionals like the attorney general, who's a joke anyway, I, I think. But she's now given like a legal diagnosis of it, and now that's going to have a lot of implications in terms of people getting fined for breaking um, lockdown thing because they can turn around and say, well, you can use that tweet that's libelous now. You can turn around and say, well, hang on a minute, the legal precedent's been set here by you. So I'm not paying a fine. That's another thing. Like, I, you know what? Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, the first thing I was thinking was, how much are train tickets back to London? If I go in the next like two to three weeks, maybe for like a week or, or so, because I've got to drop shit off, man. Like yeah. my tenancy ends in July. I've got to get half my shit down to London at this point because I'm in, I'm in like my life's in a, on hold at the minute not even in hold it's in limbo I don't know if I'm going to get a job up here mm. and if I get a job I'll manage to secure one by the end of June early July I'll have to find a new place to live or if not if I find one in London I'm going to have to move all my shit down to London before the 20th of July mm. so, so like, yeah. what am I going to do because I know I'm as selfish as it may seem I know I'm not the only one in this like situation well, no, absolutely not. Running out of money, uh, running out of savings now. Same, same. Like, technically, but, I should have been going to America, but even then, all my money is just running out on food. I'll tell you right now, if any of us three went now and broke protocol, we'd be getting a huge fine and probably... I mean, rightly so. we'd be... We'd be pro- well, you say rightly so. I think with us, because of our ethnicities, all three of us, we'd be getting a lot harsher treatment than... And I'm only going to point this out, Aaron, because it's it's going to be relating to the next topic topic I'm be talking about. But and it's a topic that needs to be addressed: is the treatment of the black community both here in the U- U.S. and the U.K. But oh, yeah, yeah. you know they're the most demonised. I, I get all ethnic minorities deal with a degree of it. I think a- Asians, like particularly my my kind, cry a lot about it. But it's nothing compared to what the black community goes because they're constantly riddled with stereotypes. Of oh, yeah. not being, the, the not being. Apparently, you know. like we're we're not following instructions. That's why, like, all of those transport workers are dying. I'm like, wow. This is the nonsense that's being fed to the papers. But the the thing is, what's starting to happen now, and it, it is a crumbling empire, if you want to call it that. They love referring to their countries and empire, so let's let them have that. It's a crumbling empire. This conservative government is going to fall. And as in Boris's premiership will fall. I don't think it's going to last long because the position is becoming more and more untenable by week. The very fact he can't go in front in front of cameras at least once a week is very damning. That's weak leadership and that's a weak man. I've seen people going in support of him saying he's the best prime minister that Britain's ever had. Either you're a that's moron that's or you're on the Tory payroll. I've because seen, I've seen, I can name the conservative prime ministers that are a lot better than him. Easily, and you know what? Yeah, the other thing as well. Don't you notice when you when you see prime ministers' questions, the guy is on the ropes because he hasn't got his cheerleaders behind him. That's why they're trying to make sure that people return to parliament so he can have yeah. his boys right. around him cheering and shit. Keir Starmer's had him. So sorry, sorry, gone, Shelley, yeah. The conservatives are saying that he's better than uh, that, that he's better than Margaret Thatcher. They. <laughs> 
Yeah, I yeah, no, he's, he's better than Churchill. Yeah, Churchill's him. good to be like uh, the golden guy. Yeah, he's better than Churchill. This is generally the rhetoric that's being banded around by them. If you look on social media right now, yeah, mad. Yeah, and mad. if you look at the replies, this is the first time we've seen on Twitter. Even some conservative voters are going, "Are you off your fucking rocker?" He's made sure I don't vote Tory ever again. Whether or not that'll happen, I don't know. I doubt. We're, we're too. I feel like the country itself is too like polarized. That's why it's like. Mm everything's either socialist or conservative and shit like that and obviously people nah, nah, nah. I, I just assume that it's a red scare and everything how I see it right I, I, I personally don't relate so like strongly to either side exactly uh, there you go because let's be honest right people are going to have some right wing views out there some people of course. have some left wing views like the British public don't vote conservative every every election, but they want nationalisation of the trains, mm. which is branded as socialist. But you know, yeah, and I think that's where Keir Starmer's sort of middle ground has been. It's come off quite well so far, and it's not just that sort of. It's not really a centrist view. It's just having a balanced opinion on things, and um, exactly. and that comes from his background as, as a as a lawyer. It really comes comes out in in Parliament when. You have him well-spoken, clear, concise, and it's backed up by the facts against this baboon opposite who, when he gets flustered, he starts spouting out promises like, I'm going to do 200,000 tests a day by the end of May. And that, that sorry, quadruple it's testing people, quad, quadruping, quadruple it testing was, people doesn't uh, count. It was less than 200,000 in three months. Where? They, they've been only giving the tests out. They haven't actually been testing. It's not just that. It fails to it fails to mention that most of these people are tested twice. They count the nasal swabs and the oral swabs as two different tests, when in reality they are the same test. They're part of the same test kit administer, administered. So they're quadruple counting tests in some cases. So you've got a combination of just incredible lying and just a it's, it's a north korean like press we operate in in their world anyway that's all i wanted to say on on that matter because it's been brewing for a few weeks and i think it just needed to be said to be quite honest you can agree or disagree i, I, I don't think we really are particularly bothered because most of the people that do disagree with it come out with a rhetoric that doesn't really make sense or they can't back it up with facts so if you can't see that this whole dealing has been a failure uh, at all levels with the amount of people that have died, it, God help you, that's all I can say. <laughs> this is what happens when I've had a drink, guys. I've not really eaten anything today either, so. I've not even started on Joe Biden yet. <laughs> not everything is a conspiracy theory. I have me on the record saying to you, take a chill pill. Okay? I don't... I don't like need to take you. a chill pill. Here. Right there. Down the hatch. I really don't want to take the chill pill. That a boy. Good. Now. Chill. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Should I come, can we brighten the mood now? Yeah, we can brighten yeah, the mood. Yeah, let's brighten the mood. Uh, uh, yeah. Go re on. Remember that Batman thing I've sensed yesterday? Mm-hmm. Where are they? Sorry, that's my um, Christian Bale impression. Okay. Right. All right, so get, get the Batman, Aaron gets the narrator, I get the Joker.
Aaron, you, you narrate. So okay, yeah. <clears throat> Batman. Batman stands next to his Batmobile and uses his helicopter. He sometimes bruises. Oh shit! Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let's 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 start again. Let's start again. Oh shit! Here we go again. <clears throat> Action. Batman stands. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like I'm recording an audio book. <laughs> A few moments later. Batman stands next to his Batmobile and uses his Batcopter. He's sometimes Bruce Wayne, sometimes Batman. All times orphan. Fucking hell, that's savage. <laughs> this is a safe city now. I've punched a penguin into prison. Oh, Alfred. Batman's loyal butler carries a tray of goth, goth, goth ham. Eat a dinner mattress, mate. <laughs> you know, an explosion? What kind of fucking script is this? An explosion explodes. The Joker and Two-Face enter the cave. Joker is a clown, but insane. Two-Face is a man, but attorney. <laughs> no, it is Two-Face and One-Face. They hate me for being a bat. Batman throws Alfred at Two-Face. <laughs> fucking hell, he used him as a human shield. What a bitch. <laughs> Two Face flips Alfred like a coin. <laughs> Alfred lands heads up, which means Two Face goes home. It is just you and I, the Joker, Bat versus Clown, moral enemies. I am a freak. Society's bad. You drink water. I drink anarchy. I drink bats just like a bat would. Batman looks around for his parents, but they are still dead. Jesus. <laughs> this makes him have anger. He fires a bat rocket. The Joker deflects it with his sick sense of humor. A clown in power. I have never followed a rule. That is my rule. Do you follow? I don't. Alfred, give birth to Robin. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold up, hold up. The Joker just said, I'll never follow the rule. That is my rule. That, that's a paradox. By him not following a rule, he... And Narrator, back to it. Okay, okay, okay. Back, Alfred begins the process since it is his job. The Joker now has a present in his hand. He juggles it over to Batman. Happy birthday, birthday. Batman opens the present since he's a good guy. Mm. It's a coupon for new parents, but it is expired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so this is like a. I first bought to watch over 2,000 hours of Batman movies and then asked it to write a Batman movie of its own. And this is the first page. I'd say that. So yeah, that, would, um, that was. Uh, Batman Let's do the other one. Panda Podcast Audiobooks, number two. Okay, let's do the police show. Okay, we've got okay. narrator, good cop, and Brad cop. Uh, okay. Narrator, usual. I want to be the bad cop. You mean Brad cop? <laughs> oh, uh, and, and a crime freak. You can't be Brad cop and crime freak because they're consecutive. No, no, Aaron can be a crime freak. Oh, for okay. fuck's sake. No, no, mate, mate, you mentioned sulfuric acid so many times. I'm putting you as... The crime freak. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put an accent for that. Oh. Boston. Oh, oh, really? Uh, and Shift can be the good cop. Do the, do the Bruce Wayne accent for you as well. What's right. a Bruce Wayne accent? 
Yeah, so just do the Batman accent. He's gonna be funny. Two cops, good cop and Brad cop. Question: Crime freak. Good cop is dressed nicely. Brad cop is dressed brightly. Mm, have a coffee. You are loved by me. Gives crime freak a cup of freshly squeezed coffee. What? Have a hernia, ass friend. Tell us why you kidnapped up Lake Michigan to death. I'm so brad at you. So brad. Brad cop elbows crime freak in both eyes. Shit. Crime freak blocks with his eyelids. What? what? Brad, Brad, Brad cop respects this and only this. <laughs> I want my lawyer. <laughs> I want I want your lawyer. <laughs> I want fraternity lawyers. Yes way, Jose. If I may Spanish. Good cop gives crime freak a cup of fresh squeezed lawyers. Jesus Christ. Crime freak sips it and learns the good amendments. Brad cop knocks the cop the cup on the ground. The ground becomes a lawyer. Objection! The jury's too sober. There is no jury, but the ground is not wrong. It never is. We have all the evidence we need to give you the death penalty. We have fingerprints from your skin. <laughs> KLC, you're not so bad. Crime Freak spits up Brad Cop. This is not expected. <laughs> Crime Freak's spit should have been confiscated. <laughs> Brad Cop pulls out a bullet and exits at Crime Freak. Stop, partner. Let's all clam down. Chowder. Miss Jill, the judge is still judging. The ground is not wrong. It is a lawyer. It has a secretary. <laughs> What the fuck was this? I think that makes me feel better about robots taking over, that it's not happening too soon anyway. Oh my god. Yeah, those robots need like preschool education before they need to understand sentences. Yeah, that was uh, an experience. I think we're teaching AI the wrong things. Like, we're teaching AI how to bomb things into oblivion. But we're not teaching them. We should be teaching them this. Have you seen Boston Dynamics, mate? They they got their little robot dogs that are now their site no, managers. They're, like, they're bullying their robots. Yes. They're bullying their robots. Have you seen them smack them with the sticks, like pick it up and then like goes at him with mm. the hockey stick? Fucking hell. Robots are humans too. We now return to your regular programming. Recently, you know, you know how PETA like essentially gives a bad name to all vegetarians and vegans with being. Cheers, PETA. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I I don't even know how to describe what they're doing, but they're they recently went. <laughs> a what? A militant. Militant, <laughs> like you said, but they recently went on um, um, about the animal crossing, saying that it's animal abuse oh, 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 because, because yeah, that they they said to they set out a meme, uh, memo to all uh, subscribed vegans and vegetarians not to play. Uh, animal crossing because it's uh, using animals to work 
yes, actually that. So like, is fishing in Animal Crossing New Horizon vegan? This is a biggie. Fishing isn't vegan. You shouldn't fish in real life. So you shouldn't fish in the game. Is it okay to catch bugs in Animal Crossing? From butterflies to dwarf roaches, your island is a bustling name for bugs and other little creatures. Keep it that way. What other vegan food can you eat in Animal Crossing New Horizon? Apples, peaches, and pears. Island have different starting fruits. Is Tom Nook exploiting you? Tom Nook is the raccoon, which like uh, gives you tasks mm. and like quests. And Tom, and they explain it. Tom Nook is a ta- tanuki, a raccoon dog. Raccoon dogs are often killed for their for food. For Tom Nook's family may have been beaten, anally electrocuted to death. Gas or skin alive. <laughs> Cut him some slack. <laughs> they I, they literally said anally electrocuted. I, I don't I don't get that. Like you're you're literally you're not fishing a real fish, you're literally fishing code. You're fishing numbers and letters. It's when they said anally electrocuted. <laughs> Man, fuck it, I'm sick of this world, honestly. Like human beings, we just need a reset button, man. I'm fucking I'm I'm over it. I'm I'm so over them. If it makes you feel I'm better if it makes you feel better, my mum's just texting me saying briefing not going well. I <laughs> think, really think, think that's an understatement. Gary Neville just yeah. said um he passed to Jenny quicker than I used to pass to Bex and Cristiano. And then he spat my keyboards right now. <laughs> <laughs> a few moments later. Speaking of appealing to all demographics and, uh, you know, assuming you have the support of certain demographics, oh, Joe Biden. Now, oh, Jesus. Joe Biden did an interview uh, with Charlemagne the God yesterday on The Breakfast Club. Well, it came out yesterday. Uh, I'll just play the audio clip now quickly, uh, in case you have already, I'll probably... Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. Cause I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see- Take you a look at to- my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP's endorsed me every time I've run. The war, I mean, come on, take a look at the record. So, yeah. <laughs> if you oh, yeah. don't vote Democrat, you're not black, apparently. Here's, here's the thing, right? It, it again, is talking about the whole polarized situation. A lot of these parties that have taken ethnic minority votes for granted, they now have this, like, I would say over-familiarity with certain communities and just assume that they will vote for them automatically and they don't have to work for the vote. So if we bring it closer to home first, right? For example, the Labour Party, right? Mm. A lot of people up north, they were just like, listen, we would never vote Conservative in our lives, blah, blah, blah. We hate the Tories. They've ruined our lives. And Labour, in a sense, took them for granted. And then that's the reason why partially they lost the election. And You know what this reminds me of? And the same with other communities, like the Jewish community turned their backs on Labour. And a lot of even people in the black and Asian communities are thinking, well, what would yeah. they do if they were in power? 
Absolutely. And, uh, even with the, the uh, Democrats where, you know, black people in America, they're used to all sorts of bullshit. So it's kind of like, well, we've already had four years of Trump, right? If we don't like what you're selling us, why should we even vote? They won't vote for Trump actively. They just won't vote. They'll say, well, yeah. we've already had four years of Trump. We can just survive another four years because if you're not going to do anything to better the situation, what's the point? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you, Sean. No, no, no I, I interrupt you. I can there's, we got some poor internet connection and we experienced some glitches. Sometimes I'm not hearing you guys properly. Uh, but that that all always remind me of the Twitter account from ages ago. It was called the Dope Conservative. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Fucking <laughs> no! Oh man, that was good. Uh, that was good. It was like it was a picture of a black guy with, with his hands crossed in a glasses and white T-shirt. He was called the Dope Conservative, and and the guy was posting stuff like. Uh, uh, our brother can't even talk about KFC dinner plans without some lip trivia on that shit. Whack. Whack spelled with as in W-H-A-C-K. Faux uh, shizzle. Uh, what is it about black conservatives that convince you crackers so much? We exist. <laughs> it's like, and someone Googled his image. Someone actually Googled... Uh, a black man with his hands crossed into Google and it came up with his image with like strips yeah. like going like um, <clears throat> that, that he, his image is uh, it's just a model yeah it's yeah, just like he's just like he's just um, a, a a image from from Google copy pasted um, and yeah he tried to explain saying that he's the model in the image and he, he, someone asked him like, can, "Can you take a camera with your, with take you take a picture with your camera?" And he's like, I, "I don't own a camera. How about your phone? I don't own a phone. This is the only photo that's that 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 is on me. Well, you never took a photo. All the other photos got lost or destroyed. This is the only photo that exists." <laughs> No, my bots on Twitter are, are the worst. They're actually so... They're, they're just so funny that people set up these fake accounts and pretend oh, to be... So, so, someone's like, oh, at, at least give, it, give me the year this uh, stock image was taken. And it's like 2016, and someone got the information from the stock site because he already had an account on it. Location, United Kingdom. And the guy, suppose he was from the United States, taken June 2012. <laughs> he replied, that was a typo, I have thick fingers. <laughs> it's like fully pretending dope, that dope conservative. <laughs> oh yeah, all of my other photos were saved to a USB which got stolen. This is literally the only photo I have of myself. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh Christ. It's, it's this tweet which like got me. Oh, dog, dog! I am not some cracker. How many times do I got to say this? Oh, brother, can't even. This one is the best. Brother can't even talk about KFC dinner plans without some trippy on that shit. It's a mess, man. America's just. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, how how are your K KFC dinner plans? My KFC dinner plans. I had KFC on Thursday. Uh, shit was good. <laughs> Uh, how, how about, do you have KFC dates? 
No, I'm not having a chicken shop date. How, how about oh, KFC really? breakfast? Because yeah, according, according to this trip, according to this tweet, uh, KFC dinner plans are like uh, roast Sunday for black people. Uh, of course, so you, you know that's some nutcase in Vladivostok who thinks that black people have um, KFC buckets as roast dinners. Fun like fact, no, no, not even like in, in Japan, they have KFC for Christmas. It's oh, yeah. Like, oh, I know about yeah, this. Yeah. Interesting. If, if I, I could eat meat on Christmas, I would probably have that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Back to the point in, in question. Um, yeah, that's a mess. Wait, Shiva, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay. But yeah, the, the whole thing is just a mess. Yeah, I think the whole thing is sleepy Joe Biden, sleepy Democrats. It was the same problem with Hillary here as well. Like if we bring it back to sort of the British perspective, the most demonized community in the UK is always the black community. Whenever it comes to crime issues, drugs, uh, murder, theft, it's always it's a problem with the black community. It's never, when a white person does it, it's a mental health problem. It's a mental issues, something going on at home. You need to look at the way you treat people on the basis of the color of skin. And the, the color of skin doesn't define your intelligence. And that, the, the people in charge of this country have that sort of rhetoric in their mind. They've written papers on it about eugenics and et cetera, et cetera. They, they generally believe that pigmentation has something to do with Neurology, neurology, which is ridiculous. But back back to the point. The reason people aren't going to vote for you from those communities is because what are you doing for those communities? What engagement is going on there? I'll say that from a British perspective at a British level. I see very little of it. The type of stuff you had when we were at school, you, you would have police engagement officers coming in already treating you like you were a criminal. I'm talking about it from an Asian background, but I went to a school. Yeah, I've got, they tried to take me into a room basically when I was about, I must've been about 14, 15, um, coming back from doing work experience. And uh, this was British transport police. So they didn't really have any real authority at the station. And I had obviously a child ticket because I'm a child. And yeah. um, they wouldn't believe I was a child, basically, and they tried to take me in back room. Yeah, it's just a pain in the ass. I'm like, I'm not saying they have to do anything special. Just not, don't make it hard to leave her here. It's, it's like it's not not as if I'm not paying taxes from my work and I'm not like spending money here. From from the rhetoric, it seems like every foreign person living here grabs all the money they have and sends every single penny abroad to foreign banks and foreign families and they spend it back there as if they don't have to buy food or pay rent in the United Kingdom or pay any taxes. There's a lot, a lot of this concept like uh, foreign people simultaneously steal jobs and take benefits, which, which sounds like superhuman, <laughs> so, you know, so superhuman again. It's, it's like how they call London. They call London Londonistan because of Sadiq Khan. They call London a stab 
filled shit all, and then at the same time they call it a metropolitan elitist city. So I'm like, wow, who knew that a shit all could be, you know, the world elitist. stage? So is that a compliment to the uh, Pakistani people then, if they they're calling this a, a second version of Pakistan because of the Arabic people, and then at the same time calling this elitists? Bro, bro, listen, right. Uh, all I can I, say, right, is that. If London actually did become a Londonistan, that's good for us, man. Imagine us working in Revit and shit, building mosques. Like, can you imagine? That's a lot of work for us. I remember when they said they were going to do Don't even fucking mention that. I'm not, I'm, not I'm not doing a mosque in Revit. I fuck that shit. That's just giving me a headache thinking about that. They were going to turn Houston Station into a super mosque. I was like, these people are mad. They actually think that. I, 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 you know what I don't understand because I, I personally got like, I, I'm, I'm not uh, like I, I'm, I, I can't really consider myself any form of uh, socialist in terms of economic growth because I'm, I'm, I, I like my money, I like making bread, <laughs> I, I can't deny it, you know. I like bread. Yeah, and I like, uh, I'm, I'm really surprised that all these people which have very conservative economical views are trying to stop people from constructing uh, massive buildings of, of religious statues. First, first of all, that the, they they have to hire people in the United Kingdom to construct it. They have to buy materials in here, pay tax, buy the ground, pay tax for you know for be constructing something on the ground and like an annual fee. Uh, for ownership, uh, then they, they they had to construct it. You know, the, the, just just the fact that that there will be someone occupying this building, paying taxes from it. That's a lot of capitalistic uh, side of profit. So you know, I I generally don't see a problem from like from a purely capitalistic standpoint of constructing a mosque in the United Kingdom. It it just seems like it creates jobs and makes creates profit. Doesn't create profit for them though. That's what the Sorry. issue is. It doesn't create profit for them. They see it as that's their missed economic opportunity if we're giving it to these people. Then they'll use the racial baiting as an excuse to justify it, saying we're Islamifying London. But it's not as if they're gonna hire just the Muslim people to. I know, but cap capitalists don't capitalists don't think like that. It's yeah. What's gonna happen for me and now? Is it gonna benefit me financially? Me and now? No. Not directly, anyway. That has nothing to do with. It's like, what they call. It's what they call. They call it nimbyism. It doesn't exactly. It doesn't matter if it's it's got anything to do with it or not. On their mind, it has, and that's oh. that's the law according to them. That's the problem. That's uh, that that is the problem. <laughs> Just I, I, there. The, you know? the, the sense of from the Austrian School of Economics or Adam Smith kind of side, where where the, the only barrier behind uh, the, the free market is, is just like, you know, if it benefits the public, why should any social prejudices or uh, cultural differences restrict what is and what isn't constructed? Because investors if don't want the public to benefit. Yeah, no, I, I, I've realized that those people don't quite understand certain things. It just bothers me a lot. The more poor people there is, the more money is for them. Uh, that's why this whole lockdown's been 
difficult for these companies. These companies, it's shown that these companies can't survive without us. They can't survive without the workforce that they poorly pay and they demonize and abuse in terms of working hours. At the end of the day, the public ultimately plays a price for poor leadership. and It, it doesn't become a right, left, Brexit, Remain, Labour, Tory issue anymore. It's, it's normal people suffering now. And yeah. it's all in the midst of a public health crisis, you know, and you've got the long lockdown going on. Leaders are losing sight of what they're supposed to be doing, which is actually serving the people. And unfortunately, we've got, this is what happens when, yes, I agree with your argument. Obviously, everyone loves to make money. But for me, the issue isn't about making money. It's about equal opportunity, equal rights. Everyone should be treated the same. Everyone should be treated. Everyone should be treated the same. That's not the way it goes in this country. No. Look at the way they're look at the way they're doing it with schools. Schools at the moment, all the private schools aren't opening up until at least September, but they've all got the facilities to accommodate um, home learning for their students because they're fee paying schools. State schools, though, who some of these kids rely on the state school system to get two of their three meals a day from they're being forced to return into an environment which is going to be health-wise dangerous for them, their teachers, their parents when they come home, their grandparents. They're being forced back into that environment because the state doesn't want to have to pay to look after these children. They don't want to have to, they don't want to, don't want to provide the facilities for them to be educated. There's plenty of people here that can donate facilities. If they had some sort of facilities for that sort of donation thing to go and help that, great. But it shouldn't be the responsibility of the people. Everyone going on how fantastic... Um, Colonel Moore is for walking 100 laps, raising over 30, 40 million for the NHS, blah, blah, blah. That's great. It's a great testament. It's a great testament to human spirit and it's brilliant. But yeah, the NHS is not a charity. It shouldn't yeah. take a 100-year-old man to it's walk around his garden to raise money. Bigger difference than the entire government. And that yeah. is the crux of the problem. That's why there's no real investment infrastructure or interest into going to black communities and the reason i say black communities is because they are like i said the problem is that they're the most sort of isolated from society with with asians yes there is the there is a racial stereotype with terrorism etc etc but for me it's a different type of racism and i think it'd be wrong for me for example to say oh aaron i know what it's like because it's not strictly true is it yeah, it's just different, isn't it? It happens to it, it happens to us, but it's just in different ways. It's affected us in so many different ways. It's so messed up in this country. And when you look at America, Joe Biden saying that, he obviously doesn't have a grasp on on why people vote the way they do, which is the fundamental reason why he probably lose again. Well, I think he will lose. I know. I think so lose. as well. Yeah. Um. Because they just kind of take people's votes for granted and then think they can just, you know, leave things the way they are and they can scaremonger people into saying, well, mm. this is what would have happened under Trump. But yeah, Trump, let's be honest, right? I'm no fan of Donald Trump, but as crazy as the guy has been, I mean, yeah, we've almost been on the edge of World War a couple of times, but nothing major, major, major has happened on his watch. Mm. Oh, and even, even if we don't like his promises, he did deliver on them. He, yeah. you know, Apart from the wall. <laughs> consistent with what he, tried, with what he said. 
Yeah. That's the other thing, because even look at Hillary Clinton, right? Before the... Oh, she, she's an evil witch. I remember I, I her I agree with people saying... Iran... Yeah. And her husband... Iran... Yeah, sorry, finish. Sorry. Yeah, I was saying, like, if... I remember before the election, back in 2016, she was saying, like, you know, if Iran posture or do this or do that, she will, you know, bring hellfire to Iran and st- stuff like that. And you know she would have done that shit. You definitely know, like... Yeah, that woman... That whole, I'm, fully, I'm fully certain she did, she did kill that journalist that disappeared after publishing a book about her and her husband. Yeah, yeah, like there was a lot of comments from people being like, oh, she looks like a pleasant woman. She's going to do good things for people. Mate, have you seen her husband? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what he did? <laughs> it's like, chill out on this good woman bullshit. He was not, she was not a good woman. Like, yeah, people, you, like, you were basically choosing between... Uh, lesser of two sheds at that point. America People. got themselves worried with two shed candidates at the time. Exactly. Well, look, that's, what, that's what happened. She's cultivated a political career out of her husband having an affair. That, yeah. At the end of the day, that's how that's how that's happened. The Clintons are an institution of dark evil, which is going to be constantly protected because of who they're connected with and obviously because Bill Clinton's a former president, but it's the dirt they have on others that worries me as well. We know they're corrupt, but how corrupt is the system? Because even before like the Democratic primaries in 08 when Obama ran against Clinton, you know, she was kind of making the statement. She wasn't kind of saying, you know, I want to be president because I can do this. She was kind of saying, you know, it's time for a woman to lead the stage. And I'm like, are we ser- are we seriously going down this route? Mm. Okay, cool, cool. Because, I mean, you know, people, as much as Obama knew, you know, oh, we're going to get a black person in the White House, he didn't say it himself. Mm. But the fact she had to mention, you know, it's time for a woman to do this and that, mm. that just turns people off because it's like, you being a woman isn't going to change much because if your ideology shit, you're going to be a shit person. It's like when people are like, yeah, look how women are handling the pandemic. Oh, women leaders are better. <laughs> We've had two female prime ministers, and let's be honest, they're, they, they're, you wouldn't really rate them as the best. One was divisive, yet even though she was unpopular, she was divisive. She got forced out by her own um, party. And the second one, she got forced out by her own party. So. Well, the second one's going to be remembered as probably the second worst prime minister's country's ever had by the ma- with the only being beaten to the post by the man that replaced her. Exactly. So people need to stop looking at the whole, I hate the phrase, but it happens, this whole identity politics where mm. people are like, you know, because I'm a Democrat, you should vote for me because what what's there is even worse. But you can't just win votes by saying that. You've got to actually prove yourself. And a lot of them, they're so arrogant in thinking people vote for me because, you know, look at that guy. Look at the other guy. Prove what, to us. Exactly. And, people, and earn people's votes. What do you know about the struggle? What do you know about what we go through in our daily lives? What are you going to do about it? That's what they need to get done. Not the, the other guy's worse. He hates you lot. We're, we're not as bad. So, you know, 
will count on your vote in um in, in the fall. That's and I think La- Labour have been guilty of that as well, um, definitely in this country. Hundred uh, percent with um, the Indian vote, and I think they're going. Yeah, and um, some of it's got with the stance in Kashmir, but I won't get into that. Uh, for me, whatever's going on there, uh, the people that are on either side of it have got a stake in the stake in the game. They're not talking from a. A politically neutral point of view, no matter what point of view of it. That's why I'm not going to comment on it because I won't have a political, politically neutral point of view on it either. But they lost the Indian vote because they've also gone around with the way um, Indian representation is in the Labour Party. Uh, it's 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 little to nothing. To be honest, we're the true voice of of the party, especially our age group. It's our demographic: black, blacks, Asians, um, ethnic minorities. Because we're the ones that are actually fighting for those rights that they claim to embody uh, every day. Because we go through that struggle every day. And I think for for someone who's not come from that position, it's going to be difficult for them to understand. That's why you got people on Twitter going, oh, it's not that bad. We get to do this, get to do that. You might be able to get to do that. You know, no one's calling you a packy when you're going down the road or no one's saying we're not letting you in here because of X, Y, and Z to do with your colour. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Panda Podcast UK one and remember to subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Thank you for listening. Bye, have a great time. <laughs>